You're listening to an Amplify podcast. I had an idea a couple weeks ago. Um, not the greatest idea in the world, but... Just as a fair warning, people. Yeah, just, you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, I had a thought, and I thought, what would be a good topic for radio? And then something, a light bulb went off, and I said, why don't we do a, a segment on Melbourne's best things. So, what part of Melbourne's best things? Because there are many this, good things. This week, in this segment, for today, we're doing landmarks. Okay, yeah, I can work with landmarks. I'm good at landmarks. We were just quickly discussing, before we turn on mics, about what we were doing. Um, I'd already written a few things down for landmark, and so we're doing landmarks, I guess. And I'm just thinking them off the top of my head. So as a fair warning, if I become blank, it's not because I can't think of any good places. It's because I can't remember any place in Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to start off with Flinders Street Station. Now, every Melbourneian knows Flinders Street Station, or at least I hope knows Flinders Street Station. It's not like... Yeah. So I like Flinders Street Station, but I... it's pretty. It's but pretty? it's not... Like a tourist place? It's not really place. a tourist destination no. because it's a train station. But it's a nice place to look at. And for someone who loves old buildings, it is... Architecture Archite- goals. Yeah. Yeah, pretty you, much. The, the pretty Edwardian style. Yes, that is my be-all, end-all. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I like... Um, so, say if you're a tourist coming through Melbourne, what would you like to see? Luna Park. Wow, okay. I love Luna Park. Good suggestion. Yeah. Good suggestion. What about Luna Park do you like, Ashley? Well, it was open in... 1912? 1912, yeah. It's it's been open for more than 100 years, which is great. Yeah. I only went on the Scenic Railway this year. For the first time. For the first time. I'm 16 and I only love just the went scenic on it. Railways. Yeah. The scenic railway is like the best thing at Luna Park. You can't miss it. It's the big roller coaster that goes around the perimeter. It's great. It's the um, oldest long running roller coaster. Isn't it like 80 something or nine? No, it's almost 100, 100 years, years old. old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's got a brake man. So a, a live, literal person stands in the middle. And has this lever and pulls it back and forth to accelerate and brake, which is... I feel sorry for that person. I know. They have different people all the time. Yeah. Shift works, just like a normal place. But wouldn't that be just terrifying? You'd get used to it. And I, when I was on it, I sat right behind um, the person doing uh-huh. the lever. And um, she was just laughing at everyone screaming. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. I know. Well, I've been on it hundreds of times. So, I mean, I'm yeah. used to it. But... When you haven't been on for a while, like, say, a year or even just yeah. a month or something, you forget the sensation yeah. and just the feeling of when you're about to go down a drop and your stomach drops. Yeah. It's just a sensation that you need and yeah. miss. It's that adrenaline. It's amazing to go during the school holidays because they have it's extra packed. rides. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this year they had, like, the washing machine thingy, like, in Dreamworld. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, well, no, it was in Waterworld, I think it was. One of the... Wet and Wild? No, I didn't. I never went to Wet and Wild, so I know it from White Waterworld, yeah. So it's basically a row of people 
and it just goes around and around in oh, a clockwise and then anti-clockwise is. motion. Yeah. yeah. So that one was fun, yeah. even though the seatbelts were scaring me because it was just a bar. <laughs> and for someone who has safety issues, <laughs> I got really scared. And one time, and one time, accidentally put my foot down, and so my whole entire body started standing up as the ride was going down, Ooh, and I freaked please out. <laughs> stop! That's just gross. Yeah. Um, another destination that I think tourists would love is the Melbourne Exhibition Buildings and Melbourne Museum. Oh yeah, I love the museum. The exhibition, the exhibition building is a very pretty building. It's a lot like Flinders Street. It's domed and it's just big. And White Knight was recently on, and they had projections on that, which is good. I didn't go, but apparently it wasn't as good as last year. I've never been. Me neither. No. But, yeah, apparently it wasn't that great. Yeah, because... They didn't light up Flinders Street Station, as we were uh, talking about before. Segway. Yeah, segway, segway, segway. Um, so, is the exhibition building the one next to the museum? It's adjacent. Yeah. So you know how there's... Um, yeah, the one that's... The big white one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep, you yeah, know what I that had, is? Yeah. I ha- I went to Comic-Con there. Oh. Um, Not last year, the year before. Nice. Yeah. So I know what you're meaning. And it's massive inside. Mm-hmm. And there, there was this thing that they were saying that they could be letting people back up to the top now. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, ca- I think it was there. It was on earlier... It was on the news earlier in the year. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Did but you hear about the people, they were doing something and it was compared to um, the walk. Oh, that's right, the MCG. Yes, they're doing the walk across the MCG, yeah. And they're, think of, they're thinking of building a like, zipline. Great segue again to the MCG, another great tourist destination. Um, do you know Melbourne has five um, Olympic sporting arenas? I'm trying to think of what they all are. The okay. MCG. MCG. Rod Laver. Yep. Eddie Had. Eddie Had. High Sense. High Sense. And I think it's Margaret Court. I don't know where that is. That's in the same vicinity that Rod Laver's in. And I can't think of it. it this Mel- Melbourne Park <laughs> Okay, area. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, I know, when really I don't. <laughs> Amplify. 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 And now everyone's favourite segment. Le Thomas Analysis. So today on Le Thomas Analysis, we'll be talking about classic Canadian Alanis Morissette and her breakout album from 1995. We're both crazy Alanis Morissette's fan. We should just point that out right now. Yeah, we both love her. Um, do you have any albums of hers? I think I have Jagged Little Pill. Which we'll be talking about today. And I'm pretty sure I have a few others, but they're mm-hmm. on my mum's laptop. Yeah. So I just pick the songs that I love from her. I don't mm-hmm. look at the albums. It's just pick all her favorite Currently, I brought the Alanis Morissette original album series, which has, is just like a box set and it has five CDs on it, which is great. So it has Jagged Little Pills, Supposed Former Infu- Infatuation Junkie, Under Rug Swept, So-Called Chaos and Flavors of Entanglement. And also, I have a limited edition Alanis Morissette Jagged Little Pill 20th Anniversary Collected Edition <laughs> Box set. That's a, that's a mouthful. Yeah. It has four four separate CDs on it. One's the original album, but it's remastered. Um, previously unreleased demos. A jagged little pill acoustic, and a live 
CD, which is just all all you can get from a, a box set, yeah. really, which is great. So this album came out in 1995, and it was just bam, in your face, almost. She wrote all the songs um, with Glenn Ballard in 1994 and the start in 1995, and she released it in 1995, as I've said already. So... That year was just... 1995 was albums everywhere and everyone was into music and just it was great. Yeah. So, have you listened to Jagged Little Pill? Multiple times. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if you if you lived in the 90s, you would have at least heard one or two songs. 90s or early 2000s. Yeah. Especially ironic. Isn't ironic it is ironic? a big... Hit where nothing in the song is ironic. Yeah, but it's all coincidental. Yeah. And stuff. Um, I'd like, like to shout out to Lucy, our producer, who's not in the studio with us right now. Ooh. Um, but she loves the song "Ironic," or we always talk about it. So isn't it ironic? Don't you think it's a game? <laughs> we might play that song later, actually. Yeah, we should. Um, so it Alanis Morissette was Canadian. Which everyone thought Canadians were so nice and just very, very calm. And then Alanis Morissette, like, revived grunge or, like, had a baby called grunge, (laughs) almost, in Canada. And so grunge was born. The surprising thing is that lots of people don't know that Alanis Morissette had two previous albums before Jagged Little Pill. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh, well, welcome. 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 <laughs> um, so that's really weird that some people don't know. For example, Ashley, not naming names. Not naming names at all. No. no not at no, all. No, not at all. So she was just like, hey, my other two albums didn't do that well. What if I actually talk about my feelings <laughs> or sing about them? And a cool thing about the Linus Morissette is that I've talked about this on another episode. You can find the podcast at omni, O-M-N-Y dot com, and then search Amplify. Go back a couple of weeks to the first show on yeah. Thursdays, which yeah. was the 4th of February. Click on that. You'll f- find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All that jazz. Mm-hmm. The stuff. Um... Yeah, so she she was just like, hey, let's write songs about stuff and religion and angriness for Canadians and how it wasn't a thing. Just, yeah. There were, there were how many songs in the album? There are 12. Some depict her life, others' lives, just things. One song, track nine, Mary Jane was about her, a character that she made up. Nothing to do with drugs. Just letting you know. Nothing. Oh, the... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to think of that song. Yeah, What's the Matter, Mary Jane? Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, I know that You one. got it? Yeah. Um, so it was about her... A character that she made up that, like, helped her through her life. Um, and on Supposed, former infatuation junkie, she has another song that's about another character... Named sympathetic character, which is out of, which is actually about like a boyfriend. Did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> no. you're learning. See? Yeah, I am learning. 
So Jagged Little Pill was just like, it reached the top of the charts. It was along with some great albums like Tragic Kingdom, which you might talk about on Led Thomas Analysis one day, by no doubt. Never know. Just have to wait and see. But it was a great album. You should look into it, listen to it, buy the album even. Just just get it. Do whatever <laughs> yeah. you can to get the album because, honestly, it's a honest, it's just one of the greatest albums of all time, I reckon. It is, yeah. It is. It, and it was sort of, like, it was odd to have a woman, especially talking about how angry she was. And you ought to know, which we're going to play soon, is actually not about anyone in like specific. Do you know that? I honestly thought it was about her ex. It's not because she said in an interview, if it was about someone, she'd list phone numbers and names <laughs> and everything. But it's just, just something that she was just like, okay, I'm gonna get revenge on everyone basically. Yeah. But it's not about one person directly. It's just maybe like society or something. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. trying to th- think about the lyrics and going, how is that about society? Just think about it. Okay, I'll think about it when the song's on. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.